Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on this Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us. A busy week in harness racing coming up, particularly in New South Wales. It's Carnival of Cups time, so there's plenty happening right across the state. And that'll be the case, particularly at Tamworth on Sunday afternoon with their annual Golden Guitar meeting. There were heats run last Sunday and they were hotly contested. No fields or draws out just yet, expecting them in the not too distant future. But Matt Rue had a really good afternoon at Tamworth or a night in fact on Sunday winning two of the five golden guitar heats and he's also had a pretty busy time of it of late tonight in particular at Bathurst as well a fair few good chances on paper so he's our guest this morning for On The Pace thanks for your time Matt and it's very very busy it seems for you at the moment yeah we're sort of getting around here there and everywhere at the moment but um that's what we do it for I suppose is to chase nice races and uh, it's just good to have a couple of horses good enough to head that way Back to Sunday, just quickly, those golden guitar heats, you went up with a few of your own runners, but you also took a few outside drives. And those outside drives were your two heat winners in the choreographer and Rock and Lachlan. Have you decided which way you're going to go in the final? Are you making your way back up for the final on Sunday or is it just going to be a bit draw dependent? Um, I'll drive Rock and Lachlan, definitely. Um, the only reason I won't is if uh, my own horse, Diggy Rocks, who will be the fresh reserve, if he gains the start, obviously I'll have to drive Diggy. So that'll be the only reason I won't drive Rock and Lachlan. Uh, but, but either way, I'll be happy with that. Um, Rock and Lachlan, I think, was the most Im- impressive uh, heat winner the other day alongside with uh, Amanda's uh, Balducci. So whoever gets the best run out of them two will be very tough to beat in the final. Yeah, you got a good close-up look at Balducci when you drove Ziggy Rocks in the other heat. was super impressive sitting outside the leader, so uh, you sort of know how good that horse is judging by that performance. Yeah, that's right. I'd done a bit of work early to to get around to the front from the 10 gate, and then uh, Amanda was around not long after me, and the pressure stayed on pretty solid from there on. I think the middle half was about 57.6 in that race, so that's a quick section was for a half-mile track, and... um, Amanda had me under pressure a fair way from home. I was still happy with the way my guy went. I don't think he could have done much better than that, but she had me sort of beat with 400 to go, I felt, and um, we only went down two metres. We ended up running third, but, yeah, Balducci was a super run, and um, I don't think he was under a lot of pressure to the line either. He'd he done it a little bit within himself too, so it was a great run. Yeah, draws will be all important in that final as they are each and every year around that tighter turning track. Also, on Friday night, you had a good night at the office as well with, no doubt, the stable staff 408 winning the Oberon Cup. He seems to be racing nearly as good as ever, that guy. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. He's, he's eight-year-old now, but I guess he's likely raced for an eight-year-old. He's, I think he's only had 84 starts, and he obviously had an extended spell there as a four-year-old, so... Yeah, I would agree. He's racing career best uh, form at the moment, and um, he's actually going to head up to Tamworth on Sunday as well for the Tamworth Cup. And uh, I'd say if he gets some nice competition up there, and it'll be a, a really good race for him. And, uh, we might even look to give him a, a little freshen up after this. He's been up for a long time, and we really want him to be around for a few more years yet. So we might back off him and, um, and regroup a bit with him after Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be my next question because it is a tough time of year, really, isn't it, for a horse like him 
to gain a run in your own region is one thing, but then if you have to travel away with the money that he earns uh, around that Bathurst area of late, he'd basically be in the open. And at this time of year, those races are so strong. So maybe a short freshen up after Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Like, and, and even in them open races, like he always competes well. Like he won the open there a few months ago, but obviously the, the big time players weren't in that. Like there was no King of Swing or Cash and Flow and things like that. So. Half did toy with the idea of maybe slipping him up to the Newcastle Mile. Like we sort of, we know he's not up to them horses, but he deserves a bit of a shot at being one of them too. And, and usually, with years gone by, the Newcastle Mile is the weakest one of the, the three qualifying races for the Miracle Mile. But with uh, Lock and Barrett heading that way, I think we might stay home this year. Yeah, it's going to be a super strong year, no matter where you head uh, just quickly before we move on to your drives tonight last wednesday night uh, you're in the winner's circle plenty and also uh, there was a video circulating around on social media that the bathurst harness racing club put up they stuck the gopro on with the microphone last week and you talked us through one of your wins in the end uh, no doubt you would have got plenty of calls from media about that because you uh you stood up to the task you did a great job but it's um it's important to showcase our sport in that type of manner and um, it was really well received so uh, well done to you but it's great to see that sort of content going out to not only harness racing people but racing people in general yeah that's right i think a lot of the accolades have got to go to amy race there for thinking outside the square a bit amy's doing a lot of social media work around town and for the club and she's doing a great job and um She'd had the GoPro on uh, quite a number of times now, but without the voice record on it. And, um, the other night was the first time with that, so it'd come up great, and um, it's gone worldwide, really, so it's hard to believe that uh, something like that can interest so many people, but it's uh, our sport's a bit unique, like that. I guess not everyone can just walk up and go and do it, so to see everybody uh, uh, accept it the way they have is great, and if it gets one person, two people involved in the sport because of it, you know, who knows, so... I reckon it's a great initiative and let's hope um, a lot more other drivers and, and other people can get involved with it over the coming months. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't seen it, make sure you head to the Bathurst Harness Racing Club Facebook page because it's still there and it's uh, great viewing as well. goes for a few minutes and talks through the race basically from the warm-up to the finish as well. Tonight, you've got some good drives on paper as well. We'll run through them quickly. Race number one, Hammer Time Harley, your own horse engaged here, has had a few trials. What have you made of those trials and what are you expecting tonight first up? Yeah, so she's had the three trials back. We were happy with the first one, and then well, I thought the next one was a bit ordinary. She was up in class a bit, but she'd had her extended spell and come back a lot overweight, so we just sort of backed off her a bit after that second trial and regrouped a bit with her, and then we went again three weeks later, and she trialled great last week. Um, this is a pretty solid race for her first start with Amanda's uh, new New Zealand horse there. Looks very tough to beat. And I even think ideologists back to the mile tonight to be suited too, so... I think her best chance of winning that race will be trying to get across the defence if we can and take some cover and just see how we go from there. Honey, that's race one, Hammer Time Harley. You're duly represented in race number two with Kay's Memory, who you take the reins on, and Good Time Hero, who was, of course, the star of the show in that Facebook video last week, Tom Pay aboard. <laughs> Kay's Memory is a very, very well-bred commodity and no doubt a horse that probably means a little bit to you as well. Talk us through how she came into your care because breeding is certainly on her side, but she's pretty lightly raced. 
Yeah, that's right. She was a winner of a two-year-old race at Penrith two years ago now, and um, Luke just sort of wanted to place her out in the in the bush out here. She was down there with the Crow Cross stable, and um, they wanted to place her out here, see if they could knock off a couple more with her. And then, obviously, her value was a broodmare, so Luke just thought that the the thousand-meter track out here might suit her, and. Uh, and, and probably lay a few more opportunities out here for her too. So she was disappointing first up off the nice trial. She pulled up sick after that and then we are just freshened her a bit and then her trial last week was actually great. Did surprise us a little bit. She went around about 156.5 I think. So um, leading into that trial I sort of wasn't thinking that she was ready to do that but she's done it quite well and if she can repeat that tonight she'll take a lot of beating in that race. I think that the dollar sixty is plenty short enough for her. Uh, but she's definitely got a good chance, that's for sure. And and good time hero, that's a good draw for him too on the back row. He'll just be following through there and he'll be stalking his speed. And it's horses like Kay's memory and then a force to do too much work early. I've got no doubt that he can be the one to finish home over the top of them. So both horses have, have got a good chance of winning there, yeah. With her in your stable, does it make you a little bit nostalgic thinking back to that Miracle Mile with Baby Bling? Because uh, I guess things like that don't come along very often at all, particularly in a young person's, so early in a young person's career. And I guess now, looking back on it, maybe at the time it seemed easy, but uh, boy, it's it's hard to get back to those heights. But to have a filly like this in your stable must be pretty special. Yeah, that's for sure. It was a big thrill when I was asked to train the filly, and then we we knew damn well she's not going to be the next baby bling. But just the the train the filly out of her, obviously she done a lot for my career, baby, and um, it's something I'll never forget. And you're right, like at the time, obviously I knew how how big of a thing it was, but you know to do it so young, and now I'm a bit older now. Like you look back and you just think how unbelievable it was, and and how much really I appreciated the opportunity too for a start. So. To have the filly walking around the barn here, and she doesn't look a lot like Baby. There's very few things about her really that are similar to Baby, but um, and we know she hasn't got her talent. But if we can win a race or two with her and, and get a nice time next to her name, who knows? Maybe she'll be the better broodmare than Baby Bling. So only time will tell that. But she's a really well-bred mare, and she's a quite a, a bigger mare than Baby was. So there's every chance that she'll face some uh, cracking foals in the future. Now it's race two with Kay's memory and good time hero. Across to race number four, Mr. Freeze is drawn off the second row over the 2260 here and what is the open class race of the night. But he's racing well, this horse, without a great deal of luck, but has been racing in quite strong company as well. So no doubt he'll he'll appreciate there being no 408 there tonight. And even looking back to the Shirley Turnbull, he was only beaten, well, he was beaten less than 20 metres in that sort of company. So you would think tonight with the right sort of run, he's going to be have to be competitive. Yeah, that's right. We were happy with his run in the Shirley Turnbull, only beating that far when he was way out of his grade that night. He was sort of thrown in the deep end. And then his next two runs after that, Tom took him down to Menangle Forest and drove him great both times. And he'd really attacked the line behind some really good horses, including Pitch Perfect and beating home horses like Wrangler and things like that. So we're really happy with the horse. So we thought we'd drop him back his next two runs in, in grade a bit and he happened to strike four or eight in a number of runners here last week and then the week before that he just got a bit lost on the home turn and lost the length and a half or so and then flew down the outside and only ran fifth but beaten two and a half metres and we feel if he hadn't have lost his way around the bend that night he would have went a long way to winning that race but 
Um, he really just needs genuine run, run races. That's why I'm an angle suits him because they don't tend to back off down there. And uh, this race on paper looks like we could get that tonight, though it's 2200. So we'll have Aphorism probably work his way to the front there. And um, a horse like Make Mine Heaven, which is I feel clearly the best horse in this race, she might have to do a bit of work there tonight. Um, but she can race both ways, so she's definitely the hardest to beat. But if there's definitely some speed on, we're a good place, Jean. And later on in the night, you take the reins for Michael Musket in races six and seven on Dargo's Pet and She's All Smile, <laughs> two horses that both won last week at short prices. They're not quite as short this week, and they're drawn probably a little more trickily, but do you give them both chances of making it repeat efforts? Definitely. Uh, Dargo's Pet uh, didn't win by far last week, but it was still a good win considering the class he is. Very similar field there tonight. Uh, he should work his way to the front again and get some cheap fractions up front. But sportsmanship, definitely the hardest to beat there, coming off some strong runs at Newcastle. But um, my, guy, my guy can definitely still win again. He's in some good form, and let's hope that we can stack him up a bit early and, and kick away a bit late. And she's all smiles, drawn out wide on the front row, but a smaller field of eight. Uh, she was a narrow winner last week, but again, is it a, not a dissimilar race to that? That's right. So a very similar kind of race, and I'm actually looking forward to probably driving her a bit differently tonight. We put her on the front end last week, and I don't really uh, think that it suited her. Both me and Mick both learned a lot about her last week. She, Mick had only had her a couple of weeks and done a great job with her, and she got the win, but it probably didn't win as comfortable as we would have liked. So we might drive her off her helmet tonight back in the field because we won't be too far off. And, um, we're sort of hoping that she can show a little bit more high speed there at the end and, and she might be able to get up and win again. All right, five good drives tonight at Bathurst. Best of luck tonight, Matt. Best of luck on the weekend as well and uh, for any races that are coming up around the corner for the team. It's going really well. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you very much. Matt Rue there this morning for On The Pace and certainly a driver to follow tonight, it has to be said, with some really good chances. Looking forward to seeing Kay's memory go in race uh, number two today. Drawn five will come down to four with an early scratching. Did trial really well last time out at Bathurst in 56 and 5, won by 15 metres. So that certainly uh, suggests that she's up to winning tonight's race and potentially winning a few more on end after that. Kay's memory by the late Sun Beach somewhere out of the Miracle Mile winner Baby Bling so she is absolutely bred in the purple that girl and should she be able to get a few nice wins next to her name and a nice time as Matt alluded to if she's not already worth a great deal in the breeding barn she certainly will be after that. A few more uh, bits and pieces of news before uh, we head off here for On The Pace this morning. Of course, it's Ballarat uh, Pacing Cup on Saturday night. The Group 1 feature, Lock and Varart, all the rage there. Uh, he's drawn nicely on the front row as well. So he's installed at around $1.20 tab fixed at the moment. Hurricane Harley, the only other runner given a chance, drawn nicely down in two. Now, when it comes to drivers in that cup feature, uh, Emma Stewart is represented uh, with plenty of runners. Just a quick run through her drivers now that they've been confirmed. Hurricane Harley, Josh Aiken will take the reins aboard. Uh, of course, her training partner, Clayton Tonkin, he has out to play and Kate Gath will stick solid with him. Somewhere secrets, Jason Lee, also always faster on the inside of the second row. Jackie Barker retains a drive there. And last week's cup winner, four big men, Greg Sugars aboard, drawn on the outside of the second row. So looking to make it the Hamilton Ballarat Pacing Cup double. There's also that E.B. Cochrane uh, Trotters Cup, which is a Group 2 feature 
feature on the card, Dance Craze, is a favourite there. And what is a pretty open race as well? A few bits of news filtering through over the last few days. Chicago Bull won't be making the trip across uh, for the Hunter Cup. That was the plans, but he suffered a mild colic attack there over the last few days. So the Hall camp have decided to uh, give him a bit of a freshen up and target him well not in fact a freshen up they're going to give him a decent spell and target him again towards those local features the WA and Fremantle pacing cups when they come around at the end of the year so we won't see the ball in Melbourne, which is unfortunate, but that really does widen the gap now between Lock and Varad and King of Swing at the top of the market and the remainder. Pink Galars also, we haven't seen her for a few months. The plan is for her to still go to the Great Southern Star the night before the Hunter Cup, which is February 5. So we may see her fresh up into that race, but it'll be great to see her back as well. And trial-wise today at Tabcourt Park Menangle, there is a strong trial session. Tasty Delight has his second trial back as a three-year-old of course, a Group 1 winner at 2. He'll be targeting the New South Wales Derby. And if you miss a replay of Pat's Beach Storm uh, on Saturday evening from Shepparton, he's another that's targeting the New South Wales Derby. He was ultra impressive, another from the David Moran barn. Nokawawan is an interesting horse, an unraced four-year-old for Tim Butt. He's Shatin's full brother, of course, the brilliant mayor who did amazing things up in North America. So he's by Tintin in America. He was purchased by Tim Butt out of New Zealand, and he will have another trial at Menangle today. He certainly was impressive at his first up run. Will be interesting to see where he kicks off and I guess the opinion that the stable have around him. And Tough Monarch also trials today and then he'll back up on Saturday night in the trot race there. So a few high profile trialers going to Tabcourt Park Menangle today. That's on the pace for this Wednesday. Best of luck if you're having an investment at Bathurst tonight. A good eight race card there. The first at 6.33. I'll be back again tomorrow as we look Look ahead to Penrith tomorrow evening.